Hello fellow adventurers and welcome to the Nerd Lab, where we transform our gaming passion into incredible game designs and learn how to nerd like a boss. My name is Marvin and I'm an ambitious game designer on my quest to develop a cooperative fantasy card game. For this podcast, my vision is to take you with me on this exciting journey. Together we will explore the secrets of different game mechanics and reach the next level as a game designer. In episode 16 of the Nerd Lab, I have the honor to talk to myself again. We now had two interviews in a row, but today I am alone again in the Nerd Lab. Some of you may have asked themselves if there will be a guest in every episode now. And the answer is no. I plan on doing interviews from time to time, but not on a regular basis. If you enjoyed the interviews and want more of them, please let me know and I see what I can figure out. The show today will also be a little bit shorter than usual. The reason is that I am currently preparing a prototype of my own game for a playtest that is going to happen this entire weekend. A lot of my friends are coming over and I still have to print and cut a lot of cards and that's why the podcast will be a little bit shorter than usual. I actually first thought about skipping the entire show this week to spend as much time on the prototype as possible, but then I decided that it is more important to stay consistent and keep the promise that I gave you. In order to still have as much benefit as possible for the playtesting session, I have decided to dedicate today's show to it thematically. That is why you are going to learn today how I approach the playtesting weekend and you will also learn a little bit more about scattershot testing and why I try to build a very complex prototype on purpose. And now for you, the main quest. Board games can be very complex and my game is more on the RPG side of board games, what means it is probably more complex than many other board games. And I'm not only talking about the mechanics, systems or number crunching here, I'm also talking about the human factor. In RPG-like games, players take the role of another character, what creates even more complexity in respect to psychology, human behavior and how players experience fun. The human factor is indeed something that you just cannot craft in theory. That's why I'm super happy to finally test this newest version of my game in real life. I hope that seeing my game in action is going to give me a better overall picture and will help me to identify which aspects are creating fun and which are more of a distraction or limitation. To get as much out of the weekend as possible, I thought about what I really want to achieve and how I want to test it in the best way possible. What I realized is that how you plan a playtesting session depends very much on the design state you're currently in. In an early phase you are more open to major changes and more interested in the overall concept of the game, while towards the end you tend to look at minor balancing changes on specific cards or components. Typically it all starts with the early exploration phase. In your very earliest playtest you should have a very rough prototype and your goal should be as simple as, is this game worth spending more of my precious time on? 
In order to find that out, you should present your game to open-minded gamers who can see past the ugly physical prototype and the completely unbalanced components. If your playtesters have fun exploring the concept and are excited to offer suggestions about how to play with the core mechanic, that is typically a good sign and should motivate you to um, explore the game further. I have done some early exploration tests for an outdated version of my game some time ago to find out if the core concept is worth pursuing. Although my prototype of today is miles away from my first tests, the feedback from back then motivated me to continue working on the concept. My goal for the next playtesting phase was to simulate a complete game experience with almost all of the components already available. Since my game is rather complex, that meant that I had to design a lot of different mechanics. And I somehow had to make sure that the mechanics were at least functional. Therefore I tried to test individual mechanics already in an incomplete form. I tested things like my combat mechanic or my resource mechanic or the enemy AI mechanic all individually and detached from the rest of the game. I mostly tested that on my own, but you could definitely bring your game to the right playgroup even in that stage. And I would even encourage you to bring your game to other people as soon as possible. For me it was just not possible because we just had a new baby and the times when I work on my game are in the middle of the night where most other people are not available for playtesting. My idea behind testing these mechanics step by step was to find a combination of mechanics that at least work together. That now allows me to present a version of my game that at least stimulates a final game and has all of the required components. This means I can test a whole bunch of mechanics and components all at once. This is actually called scattershot testing. I will talk about that in a minute, but before I share how I actually want to approach the playtest weekend, I would like to make clear which aspects are currently out of scope for me. In future playtesting sessions I will definitely have to test the accessibility of my game. I will have to do blind playtests to make sure that my game is as easy as possible to learn and that the rules are understandable. And I will also have to make a lot of iterative playtests or stress tests with the same people to find the right balance for all of my game components. But all of this is not in scope for the early phase of playtesting. What I really want to identify at the moment are the aspects of my game that work really well. Instead of hunting for the answers to the core problems of my game, I want to focus on those small moments when the game is going great. Maybe that sounds counterintuitive in the first moment, but instead of solving problems, I want to replicate the successes. I don't know if this is true, but as far as I know, the game Dominion was supposed to be a completely different game in the beginning. And the actual game that everyone knows is the result of focusing on a specific mechanic that worked really, really well. That is one reason why I'm going to look especially on the mechanics that work really good. And in order to find these successes, it is way better to have a whole bunch of mechanics in your prototype. In a scattershot test, you try to make your first build as close to the final experience as possible. You even try to make it a little bit more complex than your final product. Let me give you an example. 
I know that the rogue class in my game should be the only class able to do hand manipulation. But I had many ideas during the design phase of how that could be implemented. For example, by drawing additional cards or by looking at the top cards of your deck and cycle away the cards you don't need or by returning specific cards from your used pile back to your hand. And instead of focusing on one idea, I designed a card for each and every possibility. It is pretty hard to look for bright spots when you can only examine one specific type of card design. A scattershot test involves putting in a whole bunch of different mechanics into the prototype all at once. While the final mechanic might be intended to show up on 10 different cards, uh, try five mechanics that each show up on two different cards instead. Then you can figure out which of the mechanics were the brightest spots in gameplay. The same is true for enemies and non-combat challenges in my game. If you are designing 10 different enemies that will use the same mechanic, focus on designing them so that they explore the mechanic in different ways. If 8 out of those 10 enemies are terrible, but the last two are great, you might have an awesome mechanic on your hands. If you talk to experienced game designers, almost all of them will tell you that you have to iterate. Iterate, 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 as much as possible. And a scattershot test will help you to find your best designs as early as possible. However, scattershot tests do have a big, big, big drawback. They usually involve a massive amount of complexity. It's often hard for players to learn a single mechanic and it is very, very hard to learn five different ones. And scattershot tests require heavily enfranchised players that already understand the rest of your game um, on a deep level. And I know most of my playtesters for more than 20 years now and I'm pretty sure that they will be able to process all that complexity. But it is definitely a drawback of the mechanic. Another drawback also comes with the increased complexity of scattershot tests is that the intended game experience becomes influenced. That is why you should run dedicated experience tests once you have figured out your best mechanics and reworked them into your prototype. This is the phase where you will then try to harmonize all of your great mechanics to work together to create an incredible user experience. Although the scattershot tests have the highest priority for me this weekend, I still want to do some kind of experience tests as well. Some of the playtesters will be here the entire weekend and that's why I've prepared a campaign with four related encounters to test the feel of the game over several sessions. And I have also defined some goals or let's say guidelines for myself for the weekend. Maybe they are also helpful for you as well. The first one is that I want to identify the expectations and preconceived notions for the genre of my game. One aspect that the magic game designers always make super great is that they meet the expectations of the players for a certain genre very well. A perfect example is the world of Innistrad, for example, a gothic horror world in the magic multiverse. Instead of creating completely new worlds, myths and characters, uh, magic always orients itself very well on the existing pop culture and the stories the audience already knows. For example, there are experiments that remind you on Frankenstein or vampire lords that remind you on Dracula. 
And there's also a lot of references to the number 13 and references to Lovecraft and many more parallels uh, to what players already know and expect from a horror theme. But players do not only have expectations about the theme of a game, but also about its genre. So if I would tell you how do you imagine the progress of a mage in an RPG-like game, I'm pretty sure that you would have some kind of imagination there. This can influence what players expect from the gameplay and the mechanics of the game. And one of the most important things of a game designer is to play up to those expectations. That means for me that my goal is to listen to the feedback that I generate during this playtest weekend to figure out what my players expect, especially from this kind of game that I'm going to present to them. And I want to make sure that the actual gameplay experience is consistent with those expectations in the future. The second goal goes in the same direction. Um, I want to identify mechanics that feel like tools for the players and not like limitations. I want to distinguish between mechanics that create a feeling of limitation for my players and mechanics that drive their creative thinking and the cooperation in the team. This perspective should help me to identify the best versions of my mechanics. The third goal for me is fun over balance. I am absolutely not interested in numerical balance at the moment. I want to identify mechanics and cards that create interesting decision-making processes or interesting discussions on the table. I do not care about if a card is over or underpowered at the moment. If I see that one card is particularly broken, I will fix it right away on the spot by changing uh, some values on the card. I don't really want to talk too much about the perfect balance of a card. So if this is a card that should have attack 2 or attack 3, for example, I don't really care at the moment. Um, what I will do is uh, change a card that is dominating the game from an attack 6 to an attack 2, maybe. But without discussing too much about it, I want to go ahead and explore as many different mechanics and interactions and quests as possible. I also want to avoid discussing tactics or strategy with my players. The decision should be left to the playtesters. What I'm interested in is seeing how my game performs under as many different circumstances as possible, including their different ideas regarding tactic and strategy. That is why they should come up with their own ideas without being influenced by me. And the last point is listen, listen, listen and then follow up with a question. I am typically that kind of person that responds rather quickly and often tries to justify themselves during a conversation. I don't really like that aspect about me very much and I think that's a trait that's particularly counterproductive in playtesting. That's why I've planned to listen actively to my playtesters and ask follow-up questions instead of justifying my game decisions and shutting down their ideas. If you are asking people to playtest your game, they are spending their time and their mental energy. If you want their feedback, you have to ignore your ego for that weekend. And that is what I'm going to do. And finally, the... 
Conclusion. And that brings us to the end of today's episode. Is going with a scattershot test the right thing to do? I don't know, but I really wanted to playtest a game that has as many components as possible. I know that I will have to throw away a lot of the mechanics and ideas that I have prepared, but at least I then have a good reason and some empirical evidence to justify that decision. I will let you know how the playtest weekend went and I'm sure we'll talk again about playtesting in the future. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, even if it was a little shorter than usual and more like a report of my personal journey than a deep dive into a specific mechanic. If you want to leave a comment, maybe on your playtesting process, you can do that on nerdlikeaboss.com or you can find me on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook with the hashtag nerdlikeaboss. Thank you for listening and until next week, keep shooting for the moon and nerd like a boss.